0: Hello, hello, hello. Today is Thursday, October 6, 2022. Episode number 183. Please remember to like, share, subscribe and hit the notification button so you know when we go live. You're in the litter box with Jules Jones today. Cat Turd is on his way to see his mom. So I just want all of you to ask you for your prayers. And if you wouldn't mind saying a quick little one, because he is going to hopefully, um, things aren't as bad as he thinks they may be. And But him getting there is really the most important thing. And he's had so many things that have happened the reasons why he has not been able to get up there to see her. And so he is making the trip. He's in progress. And I've spoken to him a couple of times today. He may pop in, but he may not. So I just wanted to let you know, for the most part, you're going to be stuck with me today. So here we go. We have named the show. Thank you, Robbed. He's just did a great job. Proudly deplorable naming the show Panic in the White House. No kidding. Wow, do they have a lot to be panicking about. There's a ton of things that are coming out. I'm just gonna give you some highlights real quick, just so you know. We have got enough uh, evidence. Apparently, this is out from the Daily Mail. Federal agents have enough evidence to charge Hunter Biden with tax crimes and making a false statement while buying a gun. Bombshell report claims the decision lies in the hands of a US attorney in Delaware a trump appointed uh attorney, by the way. Um, So this has got them all incredibly nervous. Apparently, Hunter has paid an outstanding tax liability back in 2020 and acknowledged a probe into what he called tax affairs. The case is being overseen by U.S. attorney in Delaware. Biden and A.G. Merrick Garland have repeatedly said they would leave the case to career prosecutors. The gun purchase matter relates to standard paperwork for purchasing a weapon on the form hunter denied using unlawful drugs or being addicted to drugs you all remember that he filled that out and lied on the form if that would have happened to you and me you or me we would have been locked up a long time ago with charges and everything else brought against us he has disclosed in his own memoir that he was addicted to crack cocaine and has struggled with drug and alcohol use. Images found on his infamous laptop, which emerged weeks before Election Day in 2020, in which experts who analyze data have told DailyMail.com it is authentic and contains images appearing to show him smoking crack and prostitutes and underage children I could go on but I don't want to make you completely ill the fact that this man has not been called up until this time I mean we're talking 20 months into the residency and all that they knew prior and the fact that they withheld all of this information from the American people Is incredible. In fact, as a result of all of this, the FBI is actually being sued. Um, for withholding records of Facebook censorship of Hunter Biden laptop story. You see, now all of a sudden, we're starting to watch how they have been coordinating together. This is really good stuff. It takes a long time. Remember, we've all been, we've been living this stuff day in, day out, taking the punches, rolling with them, doing our thing, and knowing full well in the back of our mind that justice moves incredibly slow. We know this right? It takes a long time for these things. And so do they. That's the other thing they were banking on, that it was going to take so long that they were going to be able to ram all this stuff down our throats, make all of these deals in the process in hopes that that when this did emerge, because I'm sure they were expecting it with all of this incredible evidence, everybody's seen it. I don't know a person on this planet that does not know about Hunter, and all of his dealings and, and everything else that he's been up to. So you've got all of the stuff that is now coming. So this is a really great day for us. And I know that if if Cat Turd were here today, he would be just completely going off. This is fun stuff. This is kind of our day of reckoning. So you've got all of this stuff that is happening in the news, all of these lawsuits. That, again, the fact that this man has not been charged Hunter. Um is just amazing to me but it looks like something is about to happen so all of you have seen this famous clip of Joe Biden basically saying that nobody F's with Bidens okay well um, it looks like uh, your due day is coming because there is nothing but pure blown panic in the White House <laughs> Thanks for coming down. We appreciate that. Uh, the I'm way, you no I was. No, no one fucks me the you. Yeah, goddamn right. There. And I can't argue with your brothers
1: outside the house. That's exactly right. right? That's exactly
0: right you wanna make a bet okay so this is out from red state white house having a spasm and panicking over opec oil cut a looming opec cut in oil production has the white house hyperventilating as they should and for good reason as red state previously reported the oil cartel which will meet on wednesday is planning to cut production by over one million barrels that move would cause already spiking oil prices to rise further just before the midterm elections the this is an outcome that the biden administration is desperately trying to avoid okay because when people go to 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 vote this year in the midterm election they're going to be thinking about these things inflation immigration and crime all of the things that joe biden has come and the democrats In total. I mean, the the whole Democrat brand, the whole Democrat party are failing at. Okay, so according to CNN, the talks have broken down. And though now Joe Biden and his handlers are having spasms and panicking. So this was actually leaked. The White House talking points say OPEC oil would cut would be a total disaster and propose threatening OPEC members. So they want to start threatening people like the gangsters and cartel that they are. That's what they do. Remember? That's how that's how the swamp rules. They threaten people, they blackmail people. They are no stranger to any of this stuff. We're talking about a government that is full blown third world if you ask anybody's opinion you're looking at something that we have never seen before and this is why they're trying so desperately to to stray away from the constitution because it holds them accountable and it restrains them so this is a huge story like i said with midterms this could not be better and it almost prompts one to think Hmm, do you think that the rest of the world understands the concept that if the United States fails, so does the world. We're all going down with it, and this guy isn't doing what he should be doing, and he has been making a complete mess of things. So members of the Saudi-led oil cartel and its allies, including Russia, known as OPEC, are expected to announce production cuts potentially up to more than 1 million barrels a day, that would be the largest cut since the beginning of the pandemic, and could lead to a dramatic spike in oil prices. I don't know about you, but I just went and filled up my gas tank, and it was $6.99 a gallon. Okay, so. I I don't care if you're Republican or if you're a Democrat. If you went to the pump and you were behind me or in front of me, you paid that price, okay? We are all paying that price. It does not matter. You are not shielded because you are a Republican or because you are a Democrat. You're all getting hit the same way. This should be the conversations that we're all having with our friends and family. I know I am. I was so mad. (laughs) I was just... I was like, oh my gosh, what what is happening here? This is where my paycheck is going. So it's important that everyone is aware of just how high the stakes are. This is according to a U.S. official of was framed as a broad administration effort that is expected to continue in the lead up to Wednesday OPEC meeting. The White House is having a spasm and panicking. This is according to another U.S. official destri- describing the latest administration effort as taking the gloves off. According to another White House official, the talking points were being drafted and exchanged by staffers and not approved by the White House leadership or used with foreign uh, partners. So this is a huge deal. Well, what is the buffoon doing? Okay, he, he won't even acknowledge or even attempt to even think outside of the box that maybe we should use our own oil in this country. Can you imagine? This is why stolen elections have consequences and who is this guy to go ahead and like try to force all of this these energy policies and electric vehicles on the american people there is a process for that Don't worry, when we get back in, one swipe of the pen and all of this will be gone. We're going to show up in the masses. We're taking this country back because it doesn't matter. Like I said, if you're living in this country, you're feeling the pain of this administration. There can be no doubt about it. You're not going to get around this whole thing. So just in the grocery stores and everything else, in conversations with your friends and neighbors, just ask them how they're doing. Really, ask them. This is what Joe Biden... Says when he's asked about using and unleashing American energy. No, the, the, the trip was not essentially for oil. The trip was about the Middle East and about Israel and, and rationalization of
1: positions. But it is a disappointment, and it says that there are problems. Are you worried about
0: Okay, so creepy weirdo has to back up walking backwards. I guess maybe he was, somebody said, hey, the people, the American people are tired of seeing the back of your head. So he decided to walk backwards. Um, No, same thing. This guy has got to go. It is time for Joe to retire. But it's not only that. You have got so many Democrats that are trying to stay away from him because they know exactly what's happening as a result of all of this. Like I said, ask your friends and neighbors, are we better off today? Well, here's Governor Kelly, who was a Democrat, being asked that very question during a debate. We are going to make sure that we keep college affordable for Kansas
1: kids and we keep access available and it has to be an every single day task. There is no sort of one answer. But I would say, Nick, while you're finishing uh, being wired up there, this would be a great opportunity for the governor to answer my question. Does she think that we are better off in Kansas and America today with Joe Biden as president. That's
0: 10 seconds in 60 seconds, Laura. Well, I'm not Kelly. going to answer that question. Oh, I certainly wouldn't because there is only one answer. No, you're not. But guess what? Those those rich people, the the big tech, big farm and everything else, guess what? They're getting richer. They're getting richer by the minute. They're getting richer by the day. They got rich during COVID pandemic, the plandemic, I should say. They're the ones getting richer, you're getting poorer. They are completely wiping out middle-class businesses and everything else. They cannot deny all of this. In fact, you're starting to see this with a lot of companies, the latest one being Tyson's Foods. Okay, got to switch over here real quick just to let you know what's going on. All right, so it is the sixth company to leave, leave Illinois in 2022. Tyson's Food is relocating 500 employees from Chicago and Downers Grove offices to the corporate headquarters in arkansas the meat processor is the sixth company to leave illinois this year does that surprise anyone it it shouldn't people are leaving california in droves they are going as quickly as they possibly can they are taking whatever savings they have and they are moving as a result of all of this and you can't blame them it's hardly affordable for anyone if you're on the program great you can, you can manage just fine because I see where my, where my money is going every single week when I get my paycheck. And let me tell you, it goes completely fast. But you, you've got a Democrat-held state. This is what happens. These are the consequences that are paid when you vote these people in. So Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice has lost yet another, another company. And Tyson's Food, no less. And it's going to continue. It's not going to stop anytime soon. So moving right along, then you've got Putin's puppet. All right, so in 2020, Chuck Schumer and Democrats blocked Trump's proposal to buy American oil at $24 a barrel and crust the energy producers in a giant gift to Putin. Now, as you know, they've been selling this oil, our reserved oil barrels, overseas okay and they're not suppo- it's supposed to be our reserve well in order to stabilize prices biden has continued to dip into that reserve that's what they are doing so now instead of 24 dollars a barrel it's 80 dollars a barrel now what's the difference between our oil here in the united states and foreign oil ask yourself that question is that is there a difference no there isn't but they are trying to strong arm you. It's another scam so they can make a lot more money with this whole climate change mess and force you into buying electric vehicles at these incredible prices, which no one can afford, which tells you they have completely lost touch with what is happening here on the ground. They are in it for themselves. They are doing their best to just take as much as they can while they are in these seats and then move on with the rest of their life because there is no way I I mean, anybody that votes for these people, I I don't know where where they are or where they're coming from or what their reasoning is other than completely being brainwashed. That's the only thing I can see to continue down this road. So remember, in 2020, Democrats blocked President Trump from purchasing it at $24 a barrel. And this was to fill the strategic oil reserves. Well, now it's way higher than that. And they are going to enjoy this. You've got to see. I mean, when you look at the fact that by doing that, Chuck Schumer's efforts helped Vladimir Putin, Russia, Venezuela, Saudi Arabia, and Iran. And now all of a sudden, you've got OPEC that is sitting back there laughing at this buffoon and knowing that they can charge the ultimate price. This is outrageous from $24 to $80 a barrel. Come on now you know exactly what they're doing. This is this is definitely something that is, they've thought about and they know exactly what they're doing with it too. And so here we go, you've got the spin, all the spin is coming in. You've got Schumer who wants to highlight the Democrat accomplishments.
1: 20 months into the Democratic majority, I just wanna take a moment to highlight the many, many accomplishments we have secured in this chamber under Democratic leadership. We got new inflation data today showing that consumer prices remain painfully high for Americans.
0: The average household is spending $460 more a month than a year ago. You go in and spend $50 and you got like five things in the cart. You say, what happened to my money?
1: You can't hardly afford food. I mean, it's it's, it's gone crazy. Rent, health care, restaurant meals and furniture all remained high. You can't ignore that everything costs more than it did last year. In this chamber under Democratic leadership, half of Americans are now worried about affording power. I'm saying to myself, am I going to have to take out a second mortgage just to pay an
0: energy bill? The monthly bill of a typical homeowner will rise from $179 last winter to $293 this winter. In
1: this chamber under Democratic leadership, As prices rise and fall, experts say, so does crime. Murders and other violent crimes rose sharply in cities across the country. You
0: can't even walk to the store or, like my cousin, you can't even work without running or losing your life. It's just, it's crazy. The
1: liberal approach uh, to the crime problem does not seem to be working. In this chamber, under Democratic leadership,
0: For the first time ever, the total number of migrant encounters at the U.S.-Mexico border passed 2 million in a single fiscal year. It it just feels like we're completely overrun and we've lost control of everything. If the numbers stay at this rate, it will be the highest number of illegal
1: crossings since at least 1960. I I can't see it getting much worse than what it is right now. We're already in, in in a very dire situation. Senate Democrats have worked hard every step of the way to improve the lives of American people.
0: <laughs> what a joke that is. They are a joke and they're losing and they're panicking and this is the best thing that could have happened to them have these conversations with people that's the best thing that you can do start talking to them about how they're actually doing I mean look at this this is this video was actually by the Senate Republican Communication Center and I think they did a really great job it encompasses all of us it doesn't matter if you're black if you're white if you're straight or you're gay you're being hit regardless under this administration it starts at the top that's who you blame you have historic inflation open borders record-breaking crime, skyrocketing energy costs. This is what is on this ballot, okay? This is the midterms. This is what the conversation should be. Nothing else, all right? All that other nonsense. Well, I mean, of course, the fact that he may get us into World War III, that may come up too. Let's not exclude that because what do you have, all right? What does Joe decide to do? What is the response to why things are failing so bad? This is embarrassing. And this one is out from the Gateway Pundit. White House accuses OPEC of siding with Russia. (laughs) After Joe Biden fails to get Saudis to pump more oil. Okay, really? Russia, Russia, Russia. We have never been able to move past Russia. (laughs) I mean, here it is 2022 and Russia, Russia, Russia is still like a tagline for the Democrats. They can't move past it they're never going to be able to move past it because it's not about Russia it's about the Democrats the left and their liberal policies that is what it's about and that's all it's about blame somebody else look the other way instead of calling it a Democrat which is what it is call it democracy right no that's not democracy all right and first off we are a constitutional republic And that's what we've always been. Nothing has changed. But this is sad. This is real sad. So in July, as you all know, Joe Biden flew to Saudi Arabia to beg the monarchy to pump more oil. Joe Biden does not want the U.S. to produce more oil and gas. That would make too much sense. No, Joe wants hostile regimes to provide the U.S. with the oil we need here at home. Of course they do. It wasn't that long ago that the US was an oil exporter and gas was under $2.50 per gallon. But all of that changed after Joe Biden took office. In July, the Saudi minister of state told CNN that the regime refused to commit to boosting oil production. He made a trip out there and he got absolutely nothing back. And then on Wednesday, in a blow to Joe, the West, OPEC leaders agreed to a major production cut of two million barrels of oil a day. Two million barrels of oil a day. Okay, this is going to hurt them right now, which is the best October surprise in the long run for Republicans that we've ever had. But understand this, we have got to drain that swamp because we are at a... Precipice right now, where we could be in the position, the same position at some point, where we control it all. We have everything, all right? And if we have another Paul Ryan up there, if we have another McCarthy up there, there is not going to be a thing that changes you can see little graham crackers he's already fence running and he's just licking his chops every single minute trying to get us into a war like the warmonger that he actually is because he's making a he's making something off of this you think it you think there are only certain people it applies to nay nay, it's not So here you go on this. This is happening right now and they are freaking out Um, this. The price of a barrel of crude oil has now surged to eighty eight dollars per gallon. Following the news earlier today, it will have serious impact on the already struggling U.S. economy under Joe Biden. So, so much for all of that. All of this that he said that he was going to fix and change, no. So you have them all basically mocking poor Joe. I don't know what to call him. The guy doesn't even know what he's doing. Um, He's going to have to basically beg our old producers to, at some point, I I can't imagine it it getting any worse than, than what it is right now. Um, When you're looking at L.A., for example, L.A. gas prices, I paid $6.99. I don't know where the $6.49 is. Please somebody let me know if you can get it for cheaper than $6.99. But this is affecting everyone. And at some point, the same people that he's been mocking are are going to push back and say, hey, you know what, we're going to charge you this. So the U.S. oil industry has mocked Biden after OPEC announced production cuts. Energy groups say administration now has no choice but to come crawling back to domestic producers. Again, my question is, what is the difference between our oil and their oil, okay, other than you are hurting the American people? And with this economy and with the way that things are, are happening here, wouldn't you want to rely on yourself, No, not this administration. They want to cut us out completely, cut us from sitting even at the table. They want to make their own deals with this regime. Why? Because it benefits them and them alone. So incredible stuff. Uh, And and when you start looking at the deficit, right, The, the national debt, all of this is coming into play and it's hitting the Democrats right square in the face. Bidenomics sends US national debt soaring past thirty one trillion for the first time. I remember when they were all talking about President Trump and how the debt was arising. This is outrageous. Nothing, nothing like this. So the Biden administration's ceaseless borrowing addiction has driven gross national debt past $31 trillion for the first time amid record inflation, rising interest rates, and fears of a looming recession. This is big, and this should be talked about because they're not going to be able to pay it back. Not your great-great-great-grandchildren. They're going to still be struggling with this stuff. And the more they continue to spend, the more they are going to suffer. We're talking about our future here. So our debt right now closed at $31.1 trillion. This was This was on Monday. But they published the data on Tuesday. It's going to continue to go on up because of the hike in interest rates and everything else. You have to talk about with anybody that wants to talk to you about how they're doing and about the economy or any other conversation is hmm how you doing in this economy how, how how's how's feeding your family putting gas in your car getting to work a lot of people are saying you know what I, I might as well just take unemployment and sit home I'd actually make more by doing that it's scary when it starts to get to this point but that's truly where we are so let's keep going all right so experts is from the washington examiner fbi undercounts armed citizens stopping attacks well what happens when people are hungry what happens when people are worried and nervous and they feel like they're going to lose their homes which is what is happening here in the united states well crime goes up they know that this is a major issue well, Democrats are going to shift that to being a problem with guns, with Americans owning guns. And as you know, they've been talking about in chipping away at our Second Amendment rights. Well, what the FBI is undercounting right now are armed citizens who are stopping these attacks. Because as you know, any, any person can go and get a gun if they want to, right? But they want you not to be able to defend yourself. From these criminals that they are letting out and they are acknowledge they now know how bad this problem is in fact there have been some great reporters that have been on the ground trying to get answers from some of these people about crime and about defunding the police and how it's affecting everyone in fact this was a pretty good one look at nadler oh you
1: know, want to talk about the crisis Congressman, after we set up a meeting with your office, and that really trust. maybe. maybe. <laughs> going to be busy. Yeah, yes. Okay. Tomorrow, does that work? Where... Who should we reach out to in your office, Congressman? You just want to talk about the crime crisis in America.
0: Yeah. Good luck getting an answer from him. Oh, well, let's go check on Schumer, right? Let's talk to him about crime crises in America.
1: violence is bad, reprehensible, should be condemned, but it is not the overwhelming picture in New York. Senator, any reaction to the crime crisis in America? Crime is up, sir. There's a crisis. You have any reaction? You're a leader. I, I would think you would have a reaction to what's going on in the country.
0: Um, no, no, we're not gonna talk about that. No, 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 no. We don't want the America American people voting on that. We don't want to talk about that subject at all. Let's avoid it at all cost. Okay, well remember it was the Democrats and Black Lives Matter that went around and around and around all over LA and big deep state, you know, I mean deep blue states, right? They had parades and everything else on my block constantly about black lives matter defund the police defund the police to where you have got crime that is skyrocketing out of control right and this is this is a result of all of this so they are now being asked if you would change if you would change it if you had to do it all over again would you would you use a different term than defund the police
1: if you if if you could do it again would you still double down or use that slogan defundably? Absolutely.
0: Oh, sure, because you know what? That sold, that sold, that sold a lot of the Democrat people when when the Dems, when they were in big cities and they were talking about George Floyd, people had been locked up for a long time. Remember, we had all been locked up. We weren't able to go and see our friends, see our families or anything like that. And then all of a sudden George Floyd thing exploded, right? Black man killed by a white cop, What happens? All of a sudden, it's a race issue. All of a sudden, they're out of their homes. They were having parades. But let me tell you, it wasn't necessarily about Black Lives Matter. A lot of people that were participating in a lot of these things, I watched it happen, they were in bikinis and convertibles and everything else. They were just happy to get outside. And they were encouraged to do so by their colleges, by their schools, by everything else. It was all optics. Well, now all of a sudden, you've got crime like you've never seen before. Okay, as a result of all of this here, you've got Presley, right, who is talking about all of this stuff. You got Cori Bush, which I just played. Well, now, here's Miss Presley. Check this out. I support
1: the defund movement. Any reaction to the rise in violent crime across the country, which is impacting students?
0: Well, I mean. Our work on student debt cancellation is a direct response to what I would consider to be policy bi- violence.
1: You mentioned policy violence. I just want to follow up on that. She got your question. She got my, yeah, I know the policy violence. I just wanted to know, do you feel that the police should still be defunded? Shoot you a note. Know? We'll set it up.
0: <laughs> Again, let's set it up. Let's set up an appointment. Sure, we'll talk about it then. Not on camera, though. Mm-mm. And they won't talk to you then either on camera or off camera. No, they're not going to talk to you about any of this. Ilian Omar. They asked her the same question. We need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department.
1: <laughs> any reaction to rising crime in America? Name I'll look for you at the next vote. You supported to defund the police movement. It led to rising crime. Do you have any reaction? Any reaction? Oh, no reaction. It impacts your your citizens.
0: Vote. Vote. Vote in droves. Show up. Get people to the polls. Make sure they show up and do what they are supposed to do. We have got to get this thing straightened out. We've got to show up in in such a mass. That we overwhelm everything that they are planning on trying to pull. And I'm not saying it's just going on on the left. I'm saying on the right, too. We've got we've to make sure that we win these races. We've got to take this country back. This is in your hands now. These conversations that you're having, all the work that you're doing on social media and everything else, we have to come together and we have to get the right people in office because the elites have run this whole clown show for way too long so us domestic terrorists right because we're MAGA because we believe in America first right we've been targeted well the FBI has been vastly undercounting the times a mass shooting or active shooting event has been stopped by legally armed citizens, according to independent report provided to Secrets. In the new report, some undercounting has been by an order of more than 10, suggesting that the so-called good guy with a gun event is not rare and may be involved in a third or more of the attacks. An analysis by my organization identified... A total of 360 active shooter incidents during that period and found that an armed citizen stopped 124. This is according to John R. Lott. He is president of the Crime Prevention Research Center. You have absolutely every single right to to protect your friends, family and home and everything else. That is what you are entitled to. The mere fact that somebody would say that you weren't entitled to protect yourself or your property or your loved ones is the most incredible thing I think I've ever heard. But they're doing it. They're trying to paint or not talk about the heroes, right? Or paint them as bad guys. They're not. There have been so many heroic efforts, people that have have stopped a lot of these fools that are getting these guns underground because just because it says it's not a gun, it's a a safe zone, doesn't mean it is. I mean, it's a sitting target. You know that. Look at where most of these shootings have occurred. So there were another 24 cases that they didn't include where armed civilians stopped armed attacks, but the suspect didn't fire his gun. Those cases are excluded from the calculations, though it could be argued that a civilian also stopped what likely could have been an active shooting event, he added. In looking over FBI cases between 2014 and 2021, he found that some 34% were stopped by armed citizens, not the 4% cited by the FBI, and often used by the media to dismiss the importance of legally armed citizens. Lott did not assign any blame for the difference, instead citing how some shootings are counted in the FBI's reporting. Two factors explained this discrepancy. One, misclassified shootings and two, overlooked incidents. Regarding the former, the CPRC determined that the FBI reports had misclassified five shootings. In two incidents, the Bureau noted in its detailed write-up that citizens possessing valid firearm permits confronted the shooters and caused them to flee in the scene. However, the FBI did not list these cases as being stopped by armed citizens because police later apprehended the attackers. In two other incidents, the FBI misidentified armed civilians as armed security personnel. Finally, the FBI failed to mention citizens' engagement in one incident completely. This is according to this report. So you see what they're doing here, right? Okay, they have demonized the right completely. They're going after grandma, they're going after people that trespass, that walked on to the Capitol and everything else. They have spent time, money, effort, and energy trying to paint a picture that we are all domestic terrorists including parents that show up at school board meetings to say what are you teaching my children no this is not okay and yes we object to the point where we're actually going to throw our hats in and run as a school board member because you are doing such a terrible job well all of a sudden you saw how that ended up right Mm. but don't think it's not still going on they are still there are the fbi has decided that it is going to be a political tool it is going to allow itself to be used by the left used manipulated and it doesn't even matter I mean just like Biden said himself nobody f's with the Bidens with a Biden this is right out of his mouth he's not worried about a thing why because he's completely protected well that wall is coming down there Joe you can't ignore all of this it's coming for you big time big time so it shouldn't surprise anyone as we continue to move down this line that a ukraine central banker was hit with embezzlement charges after resigning for health reasons Hmm. imagine that okay embezzlement in the ukraine who would have thought so this guy (laughs) all right ukraine's anti-corruption bureau has sent a notice of suspicion in an embezzlement case to a suspect at the central bank days after governor uh shevchenko sorry if i mispronounced that suddenly resigned he resigned because he was citing health reasons right unbelievable there is going to be a lot more on this story because that's what ukraine is used for this is from zero hedged Hedge, and which is they have fabulous articles. If you're not reading them, you should be. It's zerohedge.com. Just awesome reporting over there. So as Bloomberg notes, Shevchenko is not directly named, but the details provided match his CV. Authorities said in a statement that the individual was a senior official involved in an alleged scheme to bilk 206 million, which is 5.6 million US dollars from state from their state run Ugaz Bank between November 2014 and March 2020. The details provided match through the central bank's career history. This is a re- this is what we've all been talking about. There is this is a money laundering operation and everybody knows it. This is where the rich go to hide their earnings. This is where they get it. This is how they funnel it. This is how they do it. Between that and the stock market, they're set, so is their family, so is their dynasties, for life, okay? It is planned that way. It will be that way until we stop it. We've been saying over and over and over again, there has got to be some accountability, and there must be. And what, but what do they want to do? They want to have a war. They want to blow up all the evidence, I guess. I mean, let's talk about Ukraine. Let's talk about it all day long. They, they denied the labs were even there, but then they finally had to admit it. And then, so then they stopped talking about it. So now they're slowly but surely confirming that, oh yeah, those 24 labs, they do exist in the Ukraine. And they feel like they can introduce that idea to you slowly and that you will accept it and that other sheep will accept it. I'm not calling you sheep, I'm calling them sheep because they've already heard it once. But then they'll try to say, well, it's plausible. Yeah, sure. What, what's a couple of labs in Ukraine? What, what's all of this? The, our billions U.S. dollars going to Ukraine? I mean, why even look at that? Hmm. I'm curious about it. I want to know where my money's going, and so should you, and so, so should everyone else. This is a get-rich-quick scheme. That's all it is. So the details provided match uh, the central bank's career history, and now his whereabouts are unknown. Can't find this guy. Imagine that. So in paid articles, Shevchenko touted Yugaz Bank as Ukraine's leading eco-bank and the number one in the green energy space. Okay, hear that? Green energy? Number one in the green energy space. It also bragged about improving corporate governance and to ensure maximum transparency and increased trust. Hmm. No. Can't find this guy. He's gone. He's disappeared. Just, uh, wondering kind of where did the did the big guy get his 10 percent did everybody else get theirs hmm time shall tell so here we go just to make matters worse the defense department has announced another 625 million in ukraine aid so let's take a look at the dod ig report on ukraine spending so far just if you're already not nauseous let's go through it All right, so you've got today, the Department of Defense DoD announced the authorization of a presidential drawdown of security assistance valued at up to 625 million to meet Ukraine's critical security and defense needs. This this authorization is Biden administration's 22nd drawdown of equipment from the DoD inventories for Ukraine since August 2021. You've got it all right here in total. The United States has committed more than 17.5 billion in security assistance to Ukraine since January 2021. Since 2014, the United States has committed more than 19.6 billion in security assistance to Ukraine and more than 16.8 billion since the beginning of Russia's unprovoked and brutal invasion on February 24th. That's where it's going. Ukraine Where it ends up, nobody knows because there is no accountability for it real quick i just want to thank a couple of people while well, i have a second here mother of pearl from yesterday clark 2011 thank you so much for your donations i wasn't looking at the screen until after the show tried to give you a shout out in chat but couldn't uh cece thank you so much cece cece is also a moderator and she is one of the mighties and she helps me out tremendously on this show as does everyone else and then it looks like burrito boy has donated to the show today thank you so much all of you you're amazing Thank. Thank you for helping us create get the show going you've actually helped us create it we love your comments and chat getting the word out on everything Cat and I have actually been having an absolute blast with all of this it, this is really the place where we get to get our laughter out our our rants out and everything else I think it's probably doing us a better service than anybody else we all need a place where we can bounce some of this stuff off and you have all been so awesome in helping us grow this show in fact I sent Cat Turt a snapshot of yesterday. We hit 30,000 followers on Rumble. So thank you, thank you, thank you for all of that. You are the reason why we're doing this. So as we move on, Russia and Nord Stream sabotage. EU will have to face the fact that they have been betrayed. All right. So as the Biden regime and its media proxies continue to blame Russia for blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline with no evidence, mind you, the EU countries have to face the truth and admit that they have been betrayed by their U.S. ally. This is according to Russian Foreign Ministry spokeswoman Maria Zakharova, who wrote on her Telegram channel on Wednesday. Okay. When is it going to end, honestly? Uh, This whole Russia, Russia, Russia thing. (laughs) Blame Russia. Okay, you even have Biden coming out in his own words, and he said that he was going to end it. And he did. Shortly after, they did. I mean, that's what it looks like to everybody that, that really knows anything that's going on. Why would Russia sabotage its own self? No, it wouldn't. She pointed out that Russian Deputy Prime Minister Alexander Novak said that, the Rus- that Russia was ready to supply gas through the undamaged branch of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Will anyone now dare claim that our country is behind this act of sabotage? You wanna talk about Pravda, propaganda. I mean, this is, what the- this is what they are feeding everyone, that Russia would cut off its own foot. There are people that believe this, okay? And there are people that are selling this. And, and it's scary to me. Really, really scary to me. Well, anyone now, I, I mean, will they claim, how could they claim that they would be behind that sabotage? You would think if you were having a normal conversation, but my gosh, these people are going to lead you to believe that Russia did it themselves. Because they certainly don't want to take responsibility for the kind of environmental impact this is going to have don't forget as we speak this is all leaking right into the ocean and environmentalists and these green new deal people they're all i mean this is what they're supposed to be about this is where they're supposed to step up and start you know really really talking about this stuff crickets crickets definitely crickets so Russia and Germany must participate in the investigation into the incidents at the Nord Stream pipelines, this is according to Dep- Deputy Foreign Minister Russia Sergey Vershinin Wednesday. These names just keep getting better and better. We are talking about sabotage, the diplomat said. An investigation is needed. Certainly, this should be an investigation with Russians partic- with Russia's participation. But it would probably be important to involve Germany in this investigation as well, since gas was actually flowing to Germany in the first place. Now, Denmark and Sweden have announced that they will launch an investigation into the suspected sabotage. Germany and the USA have been unusually silent. Again, crickets. Crickets. (laughs) And you know who should be pouncing on all of this? Republicans. Republicans. They absolutely should be, they should be investigating this. They should be on this as well. They sit up there and they have these wonderful hearings and nothing ever happens. We need to get to the bottom of this and other things. This is really big stuff and it is going to affect a lot of people. So we're going to find out in time probably when they start leaking and leaking this and leaking that and try to get you to accept the idea that what they did was the best thing that you could ever do. Well, this is the whole thing. All right. So this is from Forbes. Pipeline sabotage suspicions strengthen. The Swedish probe finds detonations caused the Nordstrom leak, Nord Stream leak. Um, sorry, I didn't. <laughs> I'm sounding like what's her name? White House Secretary Jean Pierre. Um, the Nordstrom link, I, it's funny, I have her clip of her saying Nordstrom, and now it's like echoes in my head. I don't know what that is all about. But anyway, we've got to fix that real quick. But yes, even Forbes is saying, you've got a lot of the left rags that are rags that are saying, hey, you know what, mm, it sounds like, could be, mm, probably is. What an earthquake in the seat. No, uh, detonation, not one, but two. That has definitely been confirmed. And so they know, and it's going to be a long, lengthy, show trial again and we probably won't hear anything else about it that's kind of how they like to do these things they just kind of like to uh let these things sweep under the car the carpet and never hear from them again so again from the zero uh, from zero hedge the whole chess board is about to be radically changed There is no question that the future unbiased historians will rank Russian President Vladimir Putin's address on the return of the baby bears um, on September 30th as a landmark inflection point of the raging 20s. The underlying honesty and clarity mirror his speech at the 2007 Munich Security Conference but this time largely transgen- transcending the trappings of a geopolitical new great game all right so it was an address to the collective global south in a key passage putin remarked how the world has entered a period of revolutionary transformation which are fundamental in nature new development centers are being formed they represent the majority As he made the direct connection between multipolarity and strengthening of sovereignty, he took it all the way to the emergence of the new anti-colonial movement, a turbocharged version of the non-aligned movement of the 1960s. We have many like-minded people all over the world, including in Europe and the United States, and we feel and see their support. A liberating anti-colonial movement against unipolar hegemony is already developing in various countries and societies it subjectively will only grow it is this force that will determine the future geopolitical reality and it is true we are seeing our everything change and, and we are seeing everything in in our country change in the world change but people are waking up and this whole fantasy this get rich quick scheme is not going to work and when you start looking at at history and you start seeing that they are trying the exact same things over and over and over again when you look at agenda 21 you start looking at all of those things it starts to make sense and it unfortunately that is where we are so i always like to get into the high notes of stuff like the fun stuff Well, here you go all of that propaganda and pravda has only cost a lot of anchors over there at CNN. And, well, you know what happened to CNN Plus. Boom, it went down the drain. Daily Caller, Chris Cuomo's new show, Cuomo, bombs in the ratings, loses to reruns and cartoons. This is among the 25 to 54-year-olds. Okay, another one bites the dust. Chris Cuomo's new primetime show on News Nation Cuomo bombed. Just bombed. And it will continue to bomb. Uh, He garnered 147,000 total viewers on Monday as he returned to primetime television after CNN terminated him in December. This is according to the New York Post, citing numbers released by Nielsen Media Research. In the 25, 54-year-old demographic, uh, Cuomo only reeled in 8,000 total viewers. His ratings in the 25 to 54 demo were lower than the 7 p.m. program that aired an hour before his show, as well as several cartoon and rerun programs, including Spongebob. Okay, yeah, Spongebob beat him out. A rerun of Spongebob, by the way. That should just tell you absolutely everything that you need to know because people, again are waking up I think this is hilarious Spongebob I mean who would have thought that he would actually take Cuomo well he did so we have got a whole bunch of the stuff that is happening right now it's really great stuff and and we're doing awesome as a country and but you're starting to see the creepers right and they're they're all around us well Lindsey Graham cannot Let's close the show without mentioning all of his dealings. Lindsey Graham has now threatened Elon Musk after he called for de-escalation of Ukraine-Russian war. On Monday, Elon Musk posted a tweet urging a de-escalation in the Russian war on Ukraine. We talked about this yesterday. Musk fears any escalation would cause great harm to not only Ukraine, but to the world. I still very much support Ukraine, but I am convinced that massive escalation of the war will cause great harm to Ukraine and possibly the world. Absolutely, you're talking about Russia. Russia has the most nukes of all, right? And they're not afraid to use it, especially with them being touted all of the time and lied about all of the time by the United States. Russia, 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 Russia did it. Blame Russia, blame Russia, blame Russia. Russia. It's preposterous at this point, really is. So Elon Musk also posted a poll on the end game in the war in response to his question. Elon Musk was slammed by his pro-war critics. The worst reaction came from Ukrainian ambassador to Germany who made it personal. So you remember, uh, he, he basically came back and said, the only outcome is that no Ukrainian will ever buy your effing Tesla. Crap, so good luck to you. Then he said, F off is my very diplomatic reply to you, Elon Musk. Well, Ukrainian President Zelensky also attacked him with his own poll, and that was yesterday's show, right? It was Musk v. Zelensky. Well, then now all of a sudden you have Lindsey Graham who decides to chime in in his creepy little scutterbug fashion. With all due respect, he says to Elon Musk, and I do respect him, I would suggest he needs to understand the facts of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, suggesting we end the Russian invasion by simply giving Russia parts of Ukraine after all the suffering is dumb. It is also an affront to the bravery of the Ukrainians fighting to defend their homeland Lindsey Graham goes on to say, in 1994, through the Budapest Memorandum, Ukraine gave up its nuclear weapons arsenal, the third largest in the world, in return for assurances their territorial integrity would be protected. It was an agreement signed by Russia that included protecting Crimea and the Donbass as part of Ukraine. If you want peace in Ukraine, which we all do, simply demand Russian honor the boundaries they agreed to in 1994 and withdraw their forces. And Lindsay threatened to take away Tesla's tax breaks, right? For not supporting his war in Ukraine. Okay, hello, there you go. You want to talk about an abuse of power, that's it at its finest. He goes on to say, to to do otherwise is to legitimize a bait and switch by Russia... And a signal to other bad actors to take what you want by force. If Elon Musk and others want the world to continue to be in chaos, then by all means capitulate to Putin and reward his aggression. While we're at it, maybe the Congress should revisit the electric vehicle tax credit on Dougal. It is where the credit is now solely benefiting electric vehicle manufacturers who have increased prices equal to the tax credit. Okay, so hello, he's like making a threat that he is going to do this to Elon Musk. He is going to take away Tesla's tax breaks as a result of speaking out against the regime. And let me tell you this, he does this boldly. He does this publicly. They don't care. This is the point where they are. They do not care what it looks like. They are going to exercise their regime and their powers. This is just where we are. So Elon Musk responded to Graham and cat turd too. He made this article. First of all, Elon Musk says, Tesla hasn't had that consumer tax credit for years and we didn't ask for this one gm and ford did cat turd chimes in and says ignore lindsey the warmonger pos he loves to send kids to die in wars perfectly said perfect end to all of this All right, everyone, appreciate you more than you can possibly imagine. Um, Missed Cat Turd today, but I do know he will be back tomorrow. I know you missed him probably as much as I did. I probably missed him a little bit more (laughs) because he's just awesome. And I love doing the show with him. It's just we have a great time on here. But uh, just wanted to let you all know um, how much we appreciate you. And helping us, and a lot of you have been here with us since the very beginning, like the very, very beginning when there were like five people, or maybe even one person. Like Silent Night wasn't here by himself, saying, "Hey, I'm on Rumble." <laughs> I'll never forget that. Um, but you are all amazing, and I wanted to definitely make everybody make sure that everybody knows. Uh, Proudly Deplorable on Truth does a synopsis of the show every single day from his account, and it's at Proudly Deplorable. It's hilarious. Sometimes he's actually funnier than the show itself in some ways. I think it's funny. His, his words just dance on the page. He does an incredible job. I cannot thank him enough. Fleet Admiral James, as you know, helps me all the time and makes sure that I see these articles on my way from work here because I can't do it all, and he lines them up just beautifully for me. And I could not do it without him. He just absolutely amazing support from the Mighty 200, all of you that help us with the articles and make sure that we see things. Because this is how my day starts. I go to the office, then I get into LA traffic to try to rush back to the show, do the show, and then have to rush back to the office. So it's a lot of work involved, so you know I cannot do it by myself. And I just want to make sure that I have a chance to tell all of you and even just the ones that welcome new people into the chat room when you see them make them feel comfortable. You're awesome. We love you and thank you so so very much. You really are making this happen and hopefully we can start changing some minds and I am ready for a red red wave if you would like to see any of these articles and read them in full you can go and check out my social media page and it's at jules jones on what am i on i'm on truth and i'm on getter as jules jones and then on gab i'm at jules jones one and that's pretty much all i'm on i've been kicked off of everything else (laughs) We won't talk about that anymore, I hope. Anyway, I'm sure you all know the story. But it's because we're over the target. And guess what? We're going to double down and we're going to continue to be. Anyway, I love you. Have a wonderful day. Be safe. Be kind to one another. And we will see you later. Bye.